Welcome back to That Thing with James J. Oh, wait, I should start with the intro song. I haven't done the intro song in a while. Yeah. Can you hear it with your ears? Can you see it with your eyes? Can you feel it wiggling between your quivering thighs? That thing. That thing. That thing with James. Once every millennium, something will come along. When you feel it, you will know it because it's coming on strong. That thing. That thing. That thing with James. Sit back. Relax. Deep breaths. No stress. Let me bust a big fat load inside your mind. I promise you it won't be long. The change will happen soon. You will feel something so special growing deep within you. That thing. That thing. That thing with James. That thing. That thing. That thing with James. That's me. Welcome back to That Thing with James J. Asher II. I am your host, James J. Asher II, joined by my quarantine co-host again. Emily. Emily. And uh, it's, let's see, near. it's November 21st, Saturday, right now at 5.36 p.m. Central, uh, United States of America, North America, Earth, Milky Way Galaxy, and then whatever larger system we're a part of. Do you know what it's called? No. Me neither. Space. Today we're talking about stuff, but first I want to talk about, uh, I've uh, ran some polls for this episode. And uh, so the first one was I wanted people to get to choose what the topic of this episode would be about. Uh, People voted for rich people bunkers, which is what we're going to get into today. Uh, And we're basing it off of uh, one article which I'll expound details on shortly. Um, And then after that, I also ran a poll on whether or not to do this episode fully in the nude or wearing a robe. Uh, Everyone, well, the majority voted for the robe. And uh, I was going to wear my full-ass robe. If you're watching this, the audio listeners, uh, you can't really see this unless you check out my YouTube channel. But uh, for the viewers... Um, I was going to wear a full ass robe, but, uh, on November 21st of 2020, it is like 90 fucking degrees. It's very hot and I don't it was ha- like 80. It's feels, uh, but what's like the heat index? Cause it's fucking, it feels hotter than 80 for sure. It feels pretty good to me. Yeah. Well, you're a freak. Uh, I'm not, I'm normal. You're I like fu- it hot. Yeah. You're like that episode of uh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where the blacks move in. Yes. It's, for those of you not familiar with the show, um, Larry David, uh, old white Jewish man who was basically like the creator. He was the true genius behind Seinfeld. He has his own show, uh, HBO show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it is mm, magnifique peak comedy. Uh, Well, at some point in the middle of the series, it's still going on, thankfully, but at some point in the middle of the um, currently produced seasons, he gets some neighbors who are black Americans 
and their last names are Black. I thought that they were Katrina victims. They were Katrina victims. And they moved in to the house next door, and then he brought them in, right? I thought they just moved in with him. All right. Well, their name, their last name was Black, and the joke is that they're Black, and he's always talking about the Blacks. <laughs> but he's talking about this specific family from New Orleans who got displaced by the hurricane. Um, and... Larry always has like a fight with the blacks because the blacks want it really hot in the house and Larry wants it cold. Uh, So that was an ongoing battle. They like it like 85 degrees, which is a very comfortable temperature. A what? Comfortable temperature. I don't think so. It's too fucking hot. 80 to 85? You're you're living that good More like 60 to 75 tops is okay. 75 is hot. 60 degrees, I've got to put on a jacket. Zero, zero humidity. 60 degrees ain't shit. 60 degrees feels good. Six Like, sweater weather's perfect. Well, anyway, I was going to wear a robe, but it's hot as fuck in this apartment, and we we don't have insulation period there there's holes in the goddamn wall that have been here and our cheap ass slumlord landlord won't fix shit uh and uh so it's hot and i'm not wearing a full ass robe so i'm just wearing this like sort of robe cardigan thing um and i feel like i got some real gallagher vibe going on with the hat the irish cabbie hat flat cap is what it's called did you know that No, but it makes sense because it is a cap that is flat. It's a flat cap. Uh, So, yeah, that's what's happening. Okay, let's just jump into this shit. So today, I, well, not today, but I I came across this article and I feel vindicated. Because a while back, we did the WAP for Cap episode. Can you remind the audience what WAP for Cap means? It's James's hypothetical uh, policy that he had uh, where what does it mean what does WAP for cap mean war against the poor no pretty much no 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 <laughs> WAP for cap the other day I was talking about WAP and you called it WAP and I was like that's a derogatory term for Dagos is it okay to call no. Italians because they're white I'm white, they're white. You can't say that. They can call me a Mick or a Polak, right? Is that okay? No. Jeez Louise, man. No. I mean, they say it in uh, It's Always Sunny. They're like jabroni, and they're like, hey, that's a cool word. What's that? I don't know. It's some Dago word. Isn't that what they call each other on Jersey Shore, jabroni? No. Watch out, jabroni. No. Come at me, jabro. They do sound very... uh, Dumb. I, I I made him watch some episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so fucking skeptical. I, I was so apprehensive about watching um, uh, Jersey Shore, but it is good. <laughs> he watched like four episodes. Yeah. It's fucking good. Well, anyway, WAP for Cap was wet ass pussy for killing all poor. And it's a thing, it, it was the joke thing that I made up, like, episodes ago about, uh, you know, basically just gentrification. Oh, you know, rich people just, they don't want to be around the pores. They don't want to catch the pores. They don't want to see the pores. They don't want to smell the pores. Like in Parasite, you know? 
Yeah. That was a good movie. If you haven't seen Parasite, uh, watch it. Yeah, Parasite's great. You need to watch Parasite. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh my God, really? You haven't seen Parasite? I hate when people do that shit. They're like, have you not seen that movie? What is wrong with you? Unless it's me. In which case you do. Well, I talk shit to you for everything you do. I know. Because you really need to hear it. No. Bullying works. Especially cyberbullying. You gotta bully people. That's praxis. No. Get on Twitter and just bully the fuck out of people. I'm not on Twitter. Like this, for this shit. Very reason. All this shit about like uh, the Biden and 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 Harris campaign are asking people to make donations because for some reason um, they need more money for the transition. I've never heard of a transition uh, transition. Asking for money. I don't money know why we have to give money to people running for well, presidency anyway. We I'm shouldn't. Not, it should be I'm a fucking state-funded thing. Uh, and also, motherfuckers, they got, like, they broke records with the amount of money that they raised. And it was all corporate money, too. Like, they broke, like, 385 or some bullshit. I don't know the exact number. They broke records with the amount of corporate money they took in for their campaign and now they're asking people. And so everyone on Twitter's like, have you tried uh, spending less on coffee, you know, cooking at home? Maybe they shouldn't be eating all that avocado toast at brunch. Yeah. Have you tried? Think about learning how to code. Have you thought about that? Who cares if you don't like your job? Just do it. Do you really need all those luxury items? But yes. Uh, yeah, so the rich, they just, honestly, they just want to kill all the poor, and they don't want to do shit about shit, even though they're the ones that are hoarding all the, re- you know, the means of production and resources that the people would use to, you know, keep the earth from getting so fucking hot that uh, we're all going to die, you know, and, uh, well, I feel vindicated. Let's just jump into this fucking thing, because I honestly, I'm right yet again. I just get these ideas. It's been like this my entire life. I get I, my brain picks up on patterns. I'm like Rain Man, uh, definitely, definitely like Rain Man a little bit, a little bit, a little bit like Rain Man, and I definitely pick up on patterns a lot. And I could my brain just like fucking picks up on the trends, and it kind of figures out. It makes a prediction of like, oh, this is going to happen or you should go do this. And then in a while, like it, it takes a long time. And then once I do the thing, because it feels like the right thing to do, I start feeling like uh, maybe this is the wrong idea. Maybe I fucked up. Uh, I don't know if I should trust myself. And then a little bit more time happens. And then I end up feeling vindicated like, oh, no, I was right to begin with. Yeah. Wap for cap. I started out as a joke, and it ended up as a real thing. It's going to be a real thing. As it already has been. Exactly. They have the plans in place already, and they have... Well, don't blow up the article. I mean, that's what an article's about. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I haven't read the article. I read it to you. That's why you're saying that. No. Yeah, I read it to you when I first found it. Last weekend. I probably was listening to something. You were listening to me. <sighs> okay. This article is on 
one zero spelled out one zero dot medium dot com. Uh, it was written by this dude, Douglas Rushkoff, who apparently, according to a brief Wikipedia summary, uh, Douglas Mark Rushkoff is an American media theorist, writer, columnist, lecturer, graphic novelist, and documentarian. He is best known for his association with the early cyberpunk culture and his advocacy for open source or yeah, open source solutions to social problems. I love me some open source. Fuck. I'm reading this shit on Firefox, which is an open source product. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Anyway, that's communism. Uh, Douglas Rushkoff, he wrote this article entitled Survival of the Richest. And then the subtitle, The Wealthy Are Plotting to Leave Us Behind. Already, I'm fucking right again. I'm the king of the world. I mean, I listened to a podcast that was about this, like, a couple months ago. But yeah. um, well, that's nice. <laughs> I don't care. July 5th, 2018 is when this was published. So, let's jump in. Douglas, that's his name, right? Yeah, Douglas starts off with, Last year, I got invited to a super deluxe private resort to deliver a keynote speech to what I assumed would be a hundred or so investment bankers. It was by far the largest fee I had ever been offered for a talk, about half of my annual professor's salary, all to deliver some insight on the subject of, quote, the future of Technology. That's the technology sound of the future. I've never liked talking about the future. The Q&A sessions always ended up more like parlor games, where I'm asked to opine on the latest technology buzzwords, as if they were ticker symbols for potential investments. Blockchain. 3D printing. CRISPR. The audiences are rarely interested in learning about these technologies or their potential impacts beyond the binary choice of whether or not to invest in them. But money talks. So I took the gig. After I arrived, I was ushered into what I thought was a green room. Or the green room. But... Instead of being wired with a microphone or taken to a stage, I just sat there at a plain round table as my audience was brought to me. Five super wealthy guys, yes, all men, from the upper echelon of the hedge fund world. After a bit of small talk, I realized they had no interest and the information I had prepared about the future of technology. They had come with questions of their own. I'll wait for your chair to stop squeaking. Is it done? Yeah. This is a professional production. I can't be dealing with this bullshit. 
Chair squeaks. It's done. I don't know about that. I need to spray some... Maybe if I spray some WD-40 on there. Have you ever sprayed WD-40 with a lighter? It's fun. Uh, the They started out innocuously enough. Ethereum or Bitcoin? Is quantum computing a real thing? But slowly but surely, however, they edged into their real topics of concern. Which region will be less impacted by the coming climate crisis, New Zealand or Alaska? Is Google really giving Ray Kurzweil a home for his brain? And will his consciousness live through the transition, or will it die and be reborn as a whole new one? Finally, the CEO of a brokerage house explained that he had nearly completed building his own underground bunker system and asked, How do I maintain authority over my security force after the event? Okay, let's pause there. Yeah. What what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm unsurprised and also, you know, terrified at the same time. Because... They're definitely doing this. Like, it's more than this one dude, this one CEO building these. But, I mean, that sets it up so that he's at the top yet again. What? Unpack that. What's it? Who? Even in... A bunker? A Bitcoin? What are you talking about? That something goes down. It goes sideways. Okay. Everybody has to go into his little bunker, and by everybody, I mean probably him and, like, two friends, and then the security team and the other slaves. It's going to get more into that, so let's put a pin in that for now. Right now, what we have is a dude going to talk about... Why don't you just hold that so the chair doesn't have to squeak? Okay. Um, The guy's doing a speech, or or, uh, just talking to these five uber-rich hedge fund managers and they're asking crazy shit like uploading your consciousness and everything and they're not really they don't really care about any details or anything just like cool sci-fi shit to spend their money on right Mm, i think their interest is a little bit more real than just an interest in a sci-fi concept i think that with some of these people feel like, because they have money, that they matter more than anyone else, which they don't. And they want to live forever. Okay, so you're talking about, like, uh, like Walt Disney getting his brain in a glass jar to yeah, be uploaded and everything? Yeah, pure narcissism. And they, th- they want to live forever. Yeah. Okay. I think one of the things about this is uh, they're their lack of curiosity outside of things that affect them personally, be it as an investment or as a technology so that they can continue to live and keep making more investments and gambling. It's, it's all gambling. Like that's all stocks are is literally gambling. That's it. Full stop. Stock market is gambling period. That's it. Uh, 
these are the type of people in our culture, in our society at large, uh, in the United States, people tend to think that if you are super wealthy, then that means you are super successful. And if you are super successful, then that means you work super hard and are super smart. I'm serious. You know that, right? I know that that's what they think. Um, So a lot of people think that just because you have money, you're more deserving of it somehow that you literally worked harder than others that you worked smarter that you made smart choices along the way somehow or we're born with the good fortune of rich parents or that um but the united states and a lot of other just culture in general capitalist culture likes to think that um you're somehow more worthy of a human being your worth i mean your essential not just monetary but like your your moral honorary worth is much higher if your bank account is much larger than some other people and they think that if you are poor then it is your fault that is the key to capitalism that is the key to neoliberalism the Ronald Reagan shit that Democrats and Republicans do. Uh, the lift yourself up by your bootstraps. If you are poor and struggling, then it is your fault. Which ignores uh, things like systemic racism, ageism, all. Every, it ignores the actual fucking uh, complex, uh, the complex of things going on, you know? And uh, it's just a complete oversimplification. And so you get people like these five hedge fund managers who have more money than sense. That's the old phrase, right? More money than sense. So what are they? They're talking to this dude to try to figure out what to do with their money. And as the as uh, Douglas Rushkoff said at the beginning, he said, these people are not so interested about the technology itself or its impact on other things. That's yet another key feature of this whole uh, neoliberal capital mentality is that it is profit, 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 uh, but never thinking about the impacts. It's not thinking about outcomes. I also think that this has to do with what I was talking about the other day, where people, you only have money for so long on this earth. Like, what are you going to do with it when you're dead? So I think that these people are just trying to find some way to burn the money so that other people don't get it. Or also extend their lives so they can continue to enjoy their money. That's true. Let's uh, let's get back into it. So um, let me go back a little bit here. Finally, the CEO of a brokerage house explained that he had nearly completed the building of his own underground bunker system and asked, quote, how do I maintain authority over my security force after the event for all their wealth and power? They don't believe they can affect the future. The event. That's 
that was their euphemism for their for the environmental collapse, social unrest, nuclear explosion, unstoppable virus, or Mr. Robot hack that takes everything down. Man, the first season of Mr. Robot was so fucking good. Yes, and it was. The second season, not as good, but still pretty damn good. And then it just fell apart. And then the final season finally came out. And what the fuck was that shit? What a disappointment. It was a disappointment. Um, this single question occupied us for the rest of the hour. They knew armed guards would be required to protect their compounds from the angry mobs. But how would they pay the guards once money was worthless? What would stop the guards from choosing their own leaders? The billionaires considered using special combination locks on the food supply that they only they knew. Or making guards wear... Get this... Making the guards wear dis- disciplinary collars for some kind of return for their survival. Or maybe building robots to serve as guards and workers, if that technology could be developed in time. Um, okay, so there's the event. The inevitable thing. There's the event that's going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. climate disaster, economic, political collapse, uprising around the globe. Because this this shit's not just happening in the U.S. This is worldwide going on right now. No one's happy. Yeah. Um, New Zealand seems pretty happy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And a large part of the problem is that a lot of people want good shit done. Such as, like, for the United States, Green New Deal. It is extremely popular. Yeah. Uh, Or healthcare, because... uh, Healthcare, Medicare for all, yeah. However, I'm not going to get into all the shit about just, like, donors and consultants that have... Uh, that basically write the laws in this country. And unfortunately, our country has a large fucking effect on the rest of the world. Um, A lot of people who have no interest in giving up their wealth, a.k.a. giving up their power, a.k.a. giving up their prestige and safety, um... They hold the keys like they they are not letting people get what they want. Basically, we do not live in a democracy, period. Um, and so these are people like these hedge fund managers. They could have an influence, perhaps if they didn't want to give up their money, which I mean, ultimately they would have to. They could at least use their money and connections to really influence uh, legislative change for the better. Yeah. You know, do things to mitigate and hopefully prevent coming climate disaster. Do things. These uber-rich ruling class do things to, uh, you know, diffuse social unrest. But the thing is, 
that would mean at the end of the day to really diffuse the social unrest and all this stuff, these uber rich people, they're going to have to pay money that they're holding on to. Yeah. But that's their worth. That's their personal worth. That that's what makes them better than everyone else because they made smart decisions. They pulled themselves up by the bootstraps. Why don't you do the same? Never mind that my boot is on your neck. Um, billionaires cannot exist and should not exist is what I'm trying to say. And perhaps, you know, say you tell that to a billionaire and perhaps a billionaire might not want to hear that. You think? Yeah. Um, what is it? There's some quote. Upton Upton Sinclair, maybe someone who said basically, um, it is difficult to change a man's mind when his paycheck relies on his mind not being changed. Yeah. Uh, he was a socialist, the writer, Upton Sinclair. I'm pretty sure that was him. Um, yeah, these people shouldn't exist. And they're part of the problem. Yet, they have no interest. Like like the thing said up here. For all their wealth and power, they don't believe they can affect the future. Okay. Well, let's just, uh, you know what? We're 30 minutes in. Let's take a break. Okay. Okay. And we have reconvened. Got caffeinated. Let's do this. All right. So, let's jump back into this article. And we actually found another article that pairs very nicely with this. Uh, so we left off, uh, these, this dude is doing, uh, uh, Douglas Rushkoff is talking to five upper echelon hedge fund managers, and they're talking about building bunkers for the event. And, uh, they said, uh, let's see. Um, oh yeah, Let, let's jump back into this part. Um, how do I maintain authority over my security force after the event? Uh, and the single question occupied us for the rest of the hour. So they spent an hour talking about how to keep their security for their bunker in line. Yeah. Uh, proposing such ideas, you know, but how would they pay the guards once money is worthless? Like, how do you keep from mutiny from fucking happening when there's no I'm gonna money? I'm going to go with mutiny's going to happen. Yeah, mutiny's going to fucking happen because you're, like, keeping security guards so you're not really paying them. Like, that's some feudal shit. It's slavery. Yeah, uh, slavery or or just, like, feudal shit. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's very much like, you know, king of the castle, king of the castle, keep your vassals in line, keep your... your your knights in line with such things as uh, using special combination locks on the supply food that only they, the, the rich people, know. Making the guards wear disciplinary collars uh, of some kind in return for their survival. Are you fucking serious? Didn't they have that in Fallout? Uh, probably. Where there were the people with the collars and their heads would explode? Um... I don't know. I know that was in that show, that sci-fi show with the dude who played Ragnar Lothbrok. Where, like, the prisoner, the rapist, yeah. he had that thing on his head. I guess that's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. Wear fucking dog collars. Like, if you get out of line, we're going to blow your head up. Um, or or maybe building robots. 
um, how about just doing shit to prevent the event in general or, <laughs> or let the guards in and like make them fucking equals, like make it a democratic thing. But oh no, oh no, they want to rule. Uh, that's when it hit me going back to the article here. That's when it hit me. At least as far as these gentlemen were concerned, this was a talk about the future of technology. Taking their cue from Elon Musk colonizing Mars, Peter Thiel reversing the aging process, or Sam Altman and Ray Kurzweil uploading their minds into supercomputers, they were preparing for a digital future that had a whole lot less to do with making the world a better place than it did with transcending the human condition altogether and insulating themselves from a very real and present danger of climate crisis, rising sea levels, mass migrations, global pandemics. This was written in 2018, by the way. Uh, nativist panic and resource depletion. For them, the future of technology is really just about one thing, escape. That was the whole fucking spiel I went on with WAP for Cap, right? Yeah. You know, just like, let all the poor die, so then the rich live. But then who takes care of the rich? Because they're not going to want to work. They can't take care of themselves. They can't That's do why you shit. have to have support staff. Feed me grapes. Put me on my plank and carry me to the to the people. <laughs> what was the movie where the little girl was really rich and she didn't even know how to get dressed on her own? Was that The Secret Garden where the little girl was so rich that she didn't know how to get dressed? Maybe. Maybe. I think it was. That's such a good movie. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with madly optimistic appraisals of how technology might benefit human society, but the current drive for a post-human utopia is something else. It's less a vision for the wholesale migration of humanity to a new state of being uh, than a quest to transcend all that is human, the body interdependence, compassion, vulnerability, and complexity. These are the people running the fucking game, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? As technology philosophers have been pointing out for years now, the transhumanist vision too easily reduces all of reality to data, concluding that, quote, humans are nothing but information processing objects. Uh, uh, it's very Warren-esque. <laughs> just, I'm not going to say any more about that. My mom would be upset. It's a reduction of human evolution to a video game that someone wins by finding the escape hatch and then letting a few of his BFFs Come along for the ride. Will it be Musk, Bezos, Teal, Zuckerberg? Who's definitely a fucking robot reptile. <laughs> definitely a reptile person. <laughs> remember when he's drinking water at the thing? Yeah. And then, but, uh, and also remember, like, uh, the, the law people, these fucking dinosaurs saying, like, how do I open PDF? 
I mean, I hear those questions. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, uh, am I going to break the internet? And somehow they do. Old people come up with like the most fucking complex fucking problems. It's like, how do you, how did you even dig this hole? <laughs> it's like, I can't troubleshoot for that. I tried, to, I tried to open PDF <laughs> and tell the story about that chick who opened PDF. I, I'm not talking about that. I mean, you don't have to say anything about who you work for, but tell a story about someone you interacted with for 30 minutes. Uh, there was an issue where they kept telling me that there was a, what was it? So a woman was trying to like search something on, on Google, right? No, it's just changing a setting. So I'd taken she, a picture. She was trying to open settings, just like really simplify it. Uh, so you spent 30 minutes. This woman was trying to open up a program on, on, uh, on like her desktop or something, right? Yeah. Trying to open settings. She was trying to double click settings, but she couldn't, every time she clicked on it, the sc- nothing changed on the screen, right? Yeah. There was just a, a also, magnifying glass. Yeah. Like 30 minutes in, she said, I don't know why I have a magnifying glass on my screen. And then you asked me and I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Is she using a Mac or something? And then come to find out, all that was was you took a screenshot, like a full screen screenshot. It wasn't a full screen. No. No. So you sent her a screenshot, and she opened the screenshot and thought it was like her computer that she was fucking around on instead of just looking at a screenshot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> well, these billionaires are the presumptive winners of the digital economy. The same survival of the fittest business landscape that's fueling most of this speculation to begin with. Of course, it wasn't always this way. There was a brief moment in the early 1990s when the digital future felt open-ended and up for our invention. That's back when I say, like, the internet was still cool. You know? This is when not everyone was on it. With the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, those good times. This is like, you know, it's still fucking brand new. It was simple. Had Slinko or Plinko, whatever that game was I used yeah. to play. Oh, yeah. Uh, technology was becoming a playground for the counterculture, who saw in it the opportunity to create a more inclusive, distributed, and pro-human future, but established business interests only saw new potentials for the same old extraction, and too many technologists were seduced by the unicorn IPOs. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, where's the more fun stuff in this? Um, yada yada. So instead of considering the practical ethics of impoverishing and exploiting the many in the name of the few, most academics, journalists, and science fiction writers instead considered much more abstract and fanciful conundrums. Is it fair for a stock trader to use smart drugs? Should children get implants for foreign languages? Do we want autonomous vehicles to prioritize the lives of pedestrians over those of passengers? So they can get hacked? (laughs) Yeah, like that one dude who fucking died. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think so. Uh, 
should the first Mars colonies be run as democracies? Of fucking course not. They're going to say no. Of course not. I mean, they'll say yeah, but they're not going to let it happen. Uh, Does changing my DNA undermine my identity? Should robots have rights? Maybe first give humans rights. Uh, Yeah. Asking these sorts of questions, while philosophically entertaining, is a poor substitute for wrestling with the real moral quandaries associated with unbridled technological development in the name of corporate capitalism. Digital platforms have turned an already exploitative and extractive marketplace think Walmart, into an even more dehumanizing successor, think Amazon. Most of us became aware of these downsides in the form of automated jobs, the gig economy, and the demise of local retail. This is why I buy from my friends right here. I'm like, oh, you make stuff? Cool. (laughs) Yeah, so fucking bunkers, dude. Uh, and then, is there anything more fun on this? Uh, now let's jump over. So there's this other article in LA Times, um, published March 23rd of 2020 at 1.24 p.m., I'm assuming Pacific. Yeah. Because we're talking LA as Los Angeles, not Louisiana. The t- periods make the distinction, you know? But they're not always used. Well, I think also knowing Los Angeles, you probably know what state it's in. I hope. (laughs) Written by Jack Fleming. Hand sanitizer? Oh, yeah. I should probably talk about the title of this. Uh, Bunker with a bowling alley. How the rich are running from coronavirus. Ooh, my tummy just grumbled. Which battery? We've got battery. Good. Hand sanitizer? Sure. Face masks? Fine. But as the coronavirus spreads, the rich are investing in a much more extreme way to ward off the disease. Bunkers. These motherfuckers. So this other fucking article was written two years ago. This article was written in spring of this year. Like a week after we got locked down. A week after lockdown. Rich people want bunkers and they don't want you in it. You're smelly. Go die. Fuck you. Hand sanitizer, sure. Face masks, fine. Don't close those restaurants or anything else because that impacts our brunch. Go to Thanksgiving. You're going to die, and that's great because I want your land for a bunker. For what? Because I got a thing I want to put in there. My 8K television. Yeah, like, how many of these people even have 75, 80 friends? (laughs) You can buy friends. I don't think so. Once the money is not there, I don't think they're going to have so much luck. Look, when I'm a billionaire, I'm going to buy a whole harem of e-girls. Oh, okay. What uh, earlier I said like uh, I want to e thought to run for office so that on her uh, campaign website under issues it says daddy. <laughs> this is what I deal with every day. <laughs> I want to build an OnlyFans account that just is pictures of fans or videos. You know that there's. 
there are people out there trolling that site, I'm sure. I do not. I, I, I'm afraid to search to see if that already exists because I feel like I could turn a penny off of that. Like, uh, literally one penny. Yeah, I think most people aren't going to OnlyFans to look at fans, so... I mean, people would do it ironically. I just gotta, you know, I gotta spread the word somehow. Like, I gotta get... I gotta get through to the people who want only fans. On OnlyFans. It's true. You know? Unlike that one bitch, what's her name? That actor who was in uh, Bella Thorne. Babies. Yeah, Bella Thorne. Implied nudes. <laughs> I mean, it must be nice to be so white that underwear is like called nude and actually matches your skin tone. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, they don't. One, I wouldn't wear underwear this, the color of my skin, but the nude is actually really hilarious looking on me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the rich are investing in a much more extreme way to ward off the disease bunkers. Inquiries, did I already say this was written by Jack Fleming? Probably. Yes. This was written by Jack Fleming. I want to give credit where it's due. Um, Inquiries and salaries are skyrocketing for bunkers and shelters across the country. Most come equipped with special air filtration systems, which buyers believe will come in handy to keep out the virus that can reportedly linger in the air for several hours. And for those fearing a broader societal collapse down the road, a secure safe room with a year's worth of food can provide peace of mind. Um, What about when that food runs out? And what about, you know... All those rubber tires that aren't being used and, uh, you know, flame accelerant that just happened to the tires just happen to be burning by the air intake. My whole thought about this is <laughs> what about the you... bunker busters we've acquired from the security guards that are on revolt because yeah, we got inside? If you can't trust the people that you're bringing into this bunker, you obviously didn't have friends. I know that if I were to bring people into that bunker i'm not getting betrayed and that's what you think i know it and if i do then that's on me (laughs) i mean that sounds like a great fucking movie bunker buddies Mm -hmm. it sounds like a fun title but it turns out getting real fucked up i thought you were talking about a porno i was like you're a porno yeah i can picture that one bunker buddies yeah i mean let's not pretend that there after this there's going to be a lot of like pandemic based porno there's already pandemic based porn oh i know but it's only gonna keep going (laughs) okay so sorry guys that was my tangent a year's worth of food (laughs) that can provide peace of mind bunkers are nothing new tens of thousands of americans built private fallout shelters as cold cold war tensions rose in the early 1960s Tornado country uh, provides a steady demand for wind-resistant shelters above or below ground that typically cost around $3,000 to $11,000, according to HomeAdvisor.com. But with a new virus 
fueling social anxiety. Manufacturers are pumping out safe spaces with amenities usually reserved for mega mansions. Gary Lynch, general manager of Texas-based Rising S Bunkers. What's Rising S Bunkers? Like, what is, what's the S? What's probably Rising Sun. It, rising Sun? Yeah. Is that a Nazi some, thing? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Said his phone has been ringing nonstop since last week. Quote, as unpopular as coronavirus is, uh, it's been getting the publicity of a Backstreet Boys hit in the 90s, he said. <laughs> Let's just talk about how fucking out of touch this man is when he can't come up with a relevant thing. The, the, the Backstreet Boys are the most relevant group that he can think of. I'm trying to think of a relevant Backstreet Boys song for this. Bye, bye, bye. That doesn't That's, really fit. Bye bye bye, and sink. A uh, backstreet's back. All yeah. right. Burn, burn in People have an infatuation with it. One end quote. Uh, one of the first people to call in bought a bunker the same day. Soon after, a customer from Japan ordered one thousand of the company's custom-made NBC air filtration systems. Yeah, you know what that is, right? Um, National Broadcast Corporation. NBC. No. SNL. The NBC. You're going to have a laugh riot with your air filtration system. The air filtration system. They're going to pump in laughing gas because that's the only way you're going to laugh at SNL. It. <laughs> okay. It's a really good filtration system that they often use in hospitals to okay. kill bacteria um, and like to clean the air out if like an atomic bomb goes off or anything oh that's what it is oh to filter out radiation uh, oh they talk about it never mind sorry. what does nbc stand for it says nipples butt cunt no it's something <laughs> i don't know it's like three thousand dollars so pop at three thousand dollars a pop <laughs> it was a three million dollar sale <laughs> Similar to the ones used in hospitals, <laughs> there's standard MPC systems, oh, which stands for nuclear, biological, and chemical. There we go. Suck in air. Oh, it's it suck. SU with three C's. It's suck. It suck air. Yeah, you're ethod obsessed. And remove harmful particles such as bacteria or nuclear fallout dust, providing clean air for up to 15 occupants. Occupants. That's when your pants are busy. Occupants. Encased in steel, the bunkers come with a variety of add-ons, such as dildos and escape what? tunnels hidden doors, bulletproof glass, and pepper spray portals. <laughs> I was reading one that had a gun range. Like, I saw one on there. I went while we were on our break. I was looking up bunkers near me. And <laughs> there was one for sale with a gun range, a bowling alley, a movie theater. I'm like, what all do you need down there? I mean, who's making new movies when this happens? <laughs> You're going to be watching the same movie. WB? Yeah. They're the ones that refuse to put shit out on digital. Like, they're only doing in theaters. Oh, yeah. Godspeed. Um, for those with a bit more coin, Lynch and his team will make the bunker feel like home. Quote, 
movie theaters are common, he said. We built one in California that has a shooting range, a swimming pool, and bowling alley. Oh, pool in town? Oh, yeah. The company has 24 standard options, and the smallest being 8 by 12 feet. Ugh. That's fucking that's where they keep that's where they keep their 20 man security force yeah eight by 12 feet. uh complete with a bunk bed air filtration system kitchen counter and toilet it costs thirty nine thousand five hundred dollars wait it's just a counter there's no like appliances because what how are they cooking it's probably got I guess a, you have it's a probably got diet it's, at that point I was going to say it's probably got electrical outfits and probably solar panels and shit. So you plug in like a hot plate and shit like that. But you have to wash your own dishes? Well, no. That's why you got the security people in the 8x12 room. You're making them wash? Okay. Yeah. You don't, you're not, I'm not going to do fucking work. I I just throw out all the new dishes. I'll be either dead or in sleep. Other other models include a 2,400-square-foot bunker for $539,000 called the Eagle and a complex with 42 bunk beds, 15 private bedrooms, a gun range, and panic room for $1.009 million <laughs> called the Fortress. I'm sorry. Um... We need to talk about this. So, 42 bunk beds, that's probably all of your help. The 15 private bedrooms is going to be for you and your friends. The gun room, you're probably going to want to keep that to yourself, along with the panic room. Because you don't want people getting too brave. There's probably going to be more like, so the 42 bunk beds, empty. Uh, 15 private bedrooms, only two of those are going to be used, and it's a married couple, and they refuse to sleep in the same room together. Probably. They probably stop talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the most, one with the most amenities Ooh. is the aristocrat. This guy Jesus Christ. is always around. I know. I hear this stupid motorcycle all day. All night. I guarantee you he's not allowed in this uh, bunker called the Aristocrat, which is a great fucking running joke. The Aristocrat. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the Aristocrats, look up the documentary called The Aristocrats. It's fantastic. Ooh, this one is nice. Uh, yeah. Priced at $8.35 million, <laughs> it has a gym, sauna, swimming pool, hot tub, billiards room, greenhouse, and garage. Lynch said it takes six to eight workers one to two months to build a 10-foot by 50-foot unit. To keep up with orders, he's hiring a second shift. Buyer demographics change frequently. He'll see a flurry of young conservatives one month and liberal middle-aged women the next. The most common buyers, he said, are self-made business owners. <laughs> I'm sure they are. <laughs> in 2008, I talked... Oh, this is a quote. In 2008, I talked to a guy for four, five months 
who was thinking about purchasing a shelter. I think he probably used the coronavirus to convince his wife because he finally bought one, just bought one, Lynch said. That's how much buy, uh, that's how most buyers are. They're not in it for one single reason, end mm-hmm. quote. Ooh, Ron, nice wine cellar. Ron Hubbard, CEO of Atlas Survival Shelters, echoed the sentiment, saying the outbreak has helped buyers on the fence decide to order a shelter. He's promoting a model called the Safe Cellar, which is a secret space installed under a 28-inch concrete slab inside a house. It can be tucked under the kitchen, living room, closet, or garage, and boasts a safe room wine cellar. In fact, I, is that where uh, What's His Bucket was doing fundraising? Probably. The wine cellars? Probably. What was, what's his name? Uh, that fucking CIA rat guy? There are a lot of CIA rats. No, the one that was running for president. The mayor? The fuck is oh. his name? Yeah. Oh my god. Buddha judge, Pete Buddha judge. Probably. <laughs> probably lives in. He's that. probably got a bunker, um, gun room, and tornado shelter. Why because, do you need a tornado? That seems just. Okay. Uh, well, tornado shelter. I, my parents have one. I'm aware, but you have a bunker. Why do you need a tornado shelter? Shouldn't the bunker be the tornado sleep? shelter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people have too much money. That's the issue. Afraid of getting lonely during the apocalypse? Vivos has you covered. The company, which translates to living, uh, sells exclusive spots and community shelters uh, in, in secure locations around the globe. Its underground shelter in Indiana has room for 80 people with 120 square feet each. For $35,000, it promises one year of autonomous survival with queen-size bunk, be- bunk beds. Wow, that's a big bunk bed. Uh, a, into that. A 30,000-gallon fuel tank and food for 12 months. Building during or Built during the Cold War, the once gray shelter now boasts a 12-tone color palette. Of earthy shades. Yeah, that, that really brings up the mood. That touch <laughs> that touch up spaces such as a lounge, dining area, and kitchen. I wonder how many people are in these bunkers right now because of the coronavirus. Um, I was reading about how many are in New Zealand at them. <clears throat> like really? apparently a ton of really wealthy people went to New Zealand and they're in the bunkers and it's like New Zealand's doing fine. Well, you know, who some of the earliest adopters of bunkers are? Who? The hobbits. That is true. Be a hobbit, get a bunker. I want a hobbit house. I'm going to get more wine. Okay. Keep talking. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, man, I think I'm going to have to show another one. Oh, no. I only have, like, four left or three. Why don't you go down your fucking bunker get more? Yeah, I'm down to three. Gotta go to my wine cellar bunker. Boop, 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 boop. 
I want a salad. I need some like something fresh. You can eat a salad. Yeah. I'm still full. I mean, I am too, but my body's crying out for like something fresh. Because I've not been eating a lot of like fruits and veggies lately. Just like fresh stuff. My body feels we, it feels sluggish. We should probably stock up on that sort of stuff like Tuesday. Okay. It's cozy, Vivo's CEO <laughs> Robert Vincino says. We're providing people a sense of comfort. There was a quote from that guy up ahead of Robert Vicino or Vicino. Quote, we don't create fear. We resolve it. <laughs> yeah, nothing says I'm not scared like living in a fucking basement. <laughs> Go and put your fucking head in a hole. <laughs> the world's basement. Yeah. Vivo's inquiries and applications are up 1,000% year after year. And sales are up. 400%. Over that same span, their average buyer has shifted from middle class to upper class. And look at the picture of this one in Indiana. I mean, that's looking pretty tight. Yeah. I, I would live there. Has earthy tones, space for 80 people. I don't people. like earthy tones. I would definitely want to brighten that up. I mean, yeah, that looks like a tacky fucking ranch house fucking, you know. I mean, it's Indiana. What do you expect? Yeah. It's, They're not a pinnacle of style. Yeah. Um, these days, the accommodations are locked with no residents, Vicino says, uh, Vicino said, uh, but he and his staff have a daily conservation on what, uh, on when, a oh, conversation on when to activate the shelter. Quote, we don't need the shelter for the quarantine. We'll need the shelter for all the other bad things that are going to happen. This is what they do. They sell this dream of fear where every, everything's going to shit instead of actually fixing the issue. Yeah. Going to happen. I want to emphasize that. We'll need the shelter for all the other bad things that are going to happen. It's fear porn. That's Yes. They sell the fear and, and it, people eat it up because it, that's what they do instead of trying to fix anything. A complete, complete refusal to maybe look from an alternate perspective. That is socialism. International, yeah. democratically run, people for the people. Like actually by the people for the people. And it's got to be a global thing. I say, like, you know, I had a friend ask a while back, like, do you think World War III is going to happen? I'm like, I don't know, but if there is, it's, it's going be to be... Huh? It's going to be subtle, and it's going to be a virtual war. I don't think it's going to be, like, people fighting immediately. It's going to start out as a virtual war. I think if there's... I mean, we're already doing that. There's already war. But, like, all out, like a loud war i think that's going to be a global revolution global socialist revolution i hope so but we'll see yeah um we may open it tomorrow i don't know end quote in the black hills of south dakota lies the company's other u.s bunker community where people can take refuge in one of 575 military bunkers once used to store bombs Secluded in soil, each dome spans 2,200 square feet and can fit 
10 to 24 people. The unit costs $35,000. I've never made that much in a single year in my life. I mean, I'm on track for that, but God only knows. Fucking bougie bitch. God only knows what will happen. Plus a yearly lease of $1,000. And Vivos will comfortably outfit them for $25,000 to $75,000. Do you have to buy them outright? Or is it like when you buy a house? Well, the unit costs $35,000 plus a yearly lease of $1,000. I get that. So I think you have to put down that $35,000 retainer. And Just then, up front? Yes, oh, that's what it no. seems like. Um, and and on top of that, give $1,000 a year. I guess if you're making that much money, it but doesn't if you, matter. But uh, why not just buy it outright at that point then? Yeah, I would just own it. I'd rather just build my own. <laughs> scam upon scam upon scam. I quote, like, it's turtles all the way down. It's fucking scams all the way down. Yeah. Uh, Another question yeah. about this that I have is, so let's say I'm a, I'm a single trillionaire what the fuck ever i've got so much money i'm i got my bunker one how do you think that you're getting there in time okay are they given advance notice they're like like hey things are about to get hairy make sure you get to your bunker because these people are buying bunkers in other states theoretically if you're a trillionaire i don't think you need anyone else i don't think you need the company to tell you i think you already know because once you get to that point, you become fucking paranoid, like Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, right? Okay, yeah. He's, he's fucking obsessed with security stuff. Like, we could do a whole episode on that. Like, he watches Amazon employees to make sure that they don't get close to each other. And that was pre-coronavirus. Well, that's to make sure that they didn't to unionize. He didn't want them to unionize. Yeah, yeah keep I, them all I'm separate. aware of what his ass is up to. He's even using, like, fucking, like, flur or whatever to, like, heat scan people to make sure, like, see through walls and shit to make sure that they're not gathering together and talking. He's tracking them outside of their fucking homes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I feel like a lot of companies paranoid. actually track you. I have a, a prediction. Lot more. So he's he's multiplied billions upon billions of dollars. I say by 2022 or 2023, he's probably going to make a trillion dollars. And uh, mainstream news is going to say, like, this is fucking great. He's such a success. The world's first trillionaire. Oh, I'm sure they will. It must be nice. All I have to say is money doesn't buy happiness, and I I don't care about it. But my second question is, so let's say I'm this single trillionaire, and I've gotten my notice that shit's about to go sideways, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, at my bunker. How do you think life is going to go? How are you going to procreate and create a new world when you've... Like, there's literally no say over who's going to sleep with who in your bunker. Um, how, why would you want to live if everyone, if everyone's gone? Yet again, I was prescient with the WAP for cap thing. They want everyone else dead. They just want the, you know, because how old you have men. Listen, because have you have, because you have so much money and so much power, you are better 
You are a upper echelon human being. The delusion. You are a more valuable human being, and you want other more valuable human beings. And you want selective breeding so you can make sure other people. How are you going to select able. when? How much time do you have to like pick we these? We don't. People? We don't have to worry about that right now because we just added a new loot box to Call of Duty, and we need you to buy that. The the cherry picking of it though is like, how are you going to get people to breed with? Because I can say if somebody's like, the world is ending, come down to my bunker. We have enough food to last a year. Do you know how long nuclear repercussions last? It is a lot longer than a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. You know about like uh, the radium girls no. that worked in the factory, and they are still glowing. Their skeletons oh, yeah. are still radioactive. Yeah. Today. Yeah, half life lasts thousands of years. You think? Going in a hole for a year is going to save you? Please. Oh, please. The delusion. Guests will need to fly to Germany to access the firm's flagship bunker, called Europa One. Sounds like Nazis. The 76-acre the compound was carved from bedrock under a 400-foot mountain by the Soviets during the Cold War. Vicino calls it a, or Vicino, whatever the fuck his name is. It's probably Vicino. Maybe. Although, depending on where he's from. Yeah, it's probably something stupid. Like. Vicino. Like Vincent. (laughs) Vicino. 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 It's actually actually Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Smith calls it a modern day (laughs) Noah's Ark. Look at that fucking picture. Ooh. That is beautiful. All right, I didn't, maybe if they showed me a picture of that. I mean, probably, look at that. It's gorgeous. Can I live there before I, anyone's that looks using like, me as a, a breeding mule? That looks like some James Bond shit there. Like, that's where the villain lives. Yeah, they have too much money. Uh, in addition to pools, theaters, gyms, and bars, it includes 228,000 square feet of secure living areas, 43,000 square feet of above-ground space, and three miles of tunnels. Private apartments can start at 2 million euros, or nearly $2.2 million. (laughs) I guess I'm dying with the rest of them. Quote, buyers want the same fit and finish as a private yacht. People, that's yacht, Uh, people have to not only survive, but psychologically survive, Vicino says. Uh, he said more than 1 million people have shown interest in the bunkers and there are spaces available in all three. Quote, we don't create fear, we resolve it. The true elite all have backdoor plans. They're jumping on planes and flying to islands, he said. We give people the peace of mind that... Like Kim Kardashian. We give people the peace of mind that they have their own backdoor solution for when it's time to take shelter. End quote. What about Kardashian? Um, she felt really bummed out being in her mansion. Uh Uh-huh. So for her birthday, she and like 18 of her closest friends, they all got COVID tested and flew to a private island. <laughs> Remember when Ellen DeGeneres was crying like a bitch because she had, she's been quarantined in her big fucking mansion? You yeah. remember that? 
I what do we live in like four hundred square feet? We live in a very dilapidated four hundred square it is. feet. James made me kill a cockroach last night. This should be known. Um, this thing was as big as my hand. My hands are big, and he said, "I'm gonna need you to take care of that." I do all the fucking killing. I wanted. I was comfortable. I wanted to take a break, and then the next day. Yesterday, you killed it two nights ago, and then yesterday my sciatica, my sciatica tweaked out because I was sitting funky for like thirty seconds. Feels better now though. That was punishment. The company, (laughs) the company is currently developing its largest shelter yet—a three million square foot underground complex with thirty foot ceilings and a room for between five thousand to ten thousand people. That's a lot of people. Um, planned amenities include baseball, golf, and a 400-foot underground lake. What? Also, how many psychiatrists are they hiring to be there? Because I can tell you, my mental health right now is in the trash, and I'm above the ground and around people, and, like, there's not... I mean, there's a pandemic, but there's not a nuclear bomb going They off. They probably get those, like, Wall Street day trading psychiatrists and the ones that are like shit like they tell you like oh no you're right you're doing good you're the best uh they probably just prescribe the people who like how do you get medicine when you're underground and there's no way to create it i'm just saying there are a lot of like i'm telling you i'm telling you bezos has this worked out he's probably got chemists on foot or uh, on hand Foot. Underfoot, running next on, on hand, underfoot, little feet. <laughs> I'll prescribe you medicine. <laughs> uh, let's see, four uh, hundred foot underground lake. Quote: As long as time permits, we will continue to build bunkers. This world won't be safer tomorrow. Okay, well, maybe if you guys used your money to actually help it instead of just saying, fuck it. Uh, Wap for cap. Wet ass pussy to kill all poor. Or let the poor kill themselves while we kill them. (laughs) And then we've got our bunkers and then we rule the world. And finally, we can gentrify this ruined planet. I think they're already trying that approach especially with like we're on our second lockdown i mean texas isn't we're not even on a fucking lockdown we aren't other states are okay like my i have friends in lockdown okay right now all right that they already limited restaurants to be open until 10 o'clock because you know covid just sneaks oh out like in new york and la it's like yeah fuck covid at night oh i believe in 10 o'clock really the restaurants they all have to close so you know like Everything closes down at 10. If you're if you're in a restaurant, depending on where you are, your risk is high. The people that are working right now are not getting tipped out. And I know I'm on I'm on a high horse right now because I've worked in service industry forever and preach. I'm just going to say this now. You wear a tip and tip well to those people. They do not make enough money. Two thirteen an hour is criminal to pay people that are literally risking their lives for you to eat a hamburger. So 
just think about that before you decide that you need to eat out. Order food, tip well, and treat each other with respect because you are not better than anyone else. Um, excuse me, if they want better pay, why don't they just get a better job? Why don't you go to college? I've heard that so many times working in the service industry. I have a bachelor's degree. I am thinking about getting another degree come January. However, uh, a certification for a trade, because it seems like that is the smarter option than having done my four years that I owe $50,000 for. Think about how your actions impact other people. All I'm saying, be nice to each other, love each other, treat each other with respect, and understand that we are in a pandemic. You wanting things to be normal, things aren't normal right now. We're all making sacrifices. My mental health is in the trash, you know, but... I would rather keep my friends and family safe than risk it. I'm just going to say uh, that's nice and all. While you're talking about like wanting nice things for people and people treating, oh, la-di-da, rainbows and butterflies, I'll be in my bunker with my harem of e-thoughts, chicken tendies, PS5, because I bought them all. And, uh, you know, just balls deep in a squealing hog firing a gun in the air. Yeah! Rule the world! Yeah, you'll probably lock me in. I'll be trapped in that, the safe room. I'll be the, the hidey hole. You'll be the domestic. Oh, <laughs> The hidey hole, for sure. Uh... <laughs> Any closing thoughts on this bunker situation? The camera's about to die. Sorry, guys, for that rant. Um, I just want to say, you won't. You don't need to apologize. Sometimes you get that. You get the feelings. Uh, bunkers are a little bit scary to me, honestly. I, I don't think that anyone deserves to live over another person, necessarily. Like human beings deserve to live if we can take care of each other and the earth and i want to just say the only way we got to the new deal like the original new deal is through the haymarket riot sure and we got to go back to market baby <laughs> that was a weird voice we gotta go back to market oh, baby jeez, he's been watching too many movies home is where you make it you like seeing homos naked? Nah, man, homie, where you make it? Joe Dirt? Yeah. I can see down your shirt! Weren't they remaking? Weren't they doing, like, another Joe Dirt? I don't know, man. I feel like I saw that at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. know why. Please, <laughs> um, help by donating uh, at patreon.com. Help the poor. Help, help, please. At patreon.com slash that thing with James. Um, and for those of you who are already donating, thank you. I appreciate you. And I love you. I love you too. And I'm not done yet. Don't don't go running off. I'll tell you when we're done. I'll tell you when I'm you done with you. You say what it does to me? I'll tell you when I'm done with you. Uh, yeah, please. Donate. If you're able to, donate. I would really like for this to be my day job so I can make the show mo' better. And get more episodes out more consistently and probably get some like better gear it'd be cool to like stream 
I want to expand this empire. I'm thinking about streaming. Oh, yeah? Doing video game streaming. Fuck yeah, Twitch streaming? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I, I think I need an outlet. Yes. Um, would you be interested in being, like, an affiliate to this? Since this is somewhat established, you'll probably grow more than me, and I'm going to have to ride on your coattails. Get ready to ride these coattails, baby. If you're not already subscribed... <laughs> Please subscribe. Uh, and also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is at James J. Asher. Uh, anything else? You want to plug your twit, your, your Instagram? No. Why? Not if you're going to be streaming. Not until I'm affiliated. Okay. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Go into that bunker because things are getting worse. Bye. <laughs> Things aren't getting worse. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> Another bunker. You're a bunker.